Log Talk Radio. My producer slam, my flow is like, bam, jump on stage, I've been a dip, nigga, everybody diss, cause you can't bust this. You got a bad name like dick butt kiss. Welcome to the next level of rhyme flowing, scratching, hooking up beats and hoe catching. Every time I come home, I got 50 messages. I only call back the girls with big, big breasts. Ooh, I got biddies in all the major cities. The safest way to have sex is right between us. Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balfman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Thank you so much, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this October 10th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com, live from the Papa John Studios. Support for the show is also provided in part by Southwest Airlines, who wants to remind you to reconnect with a fall getaway. You can actually use their low fare calendar to search available fares by travel date on Southwest.com. That's Southwest Airlines, where there's no charge fees, no change fees, and bags fly free. Greetings, salutations to all the Balkaholics, Grzak and Addicts in the chat room listening around the world, downloading later, or listening live. I'm your host, the slightly above average Eric Balkman. My co-host is the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show... We will talk uh, about how Noshan Moreno is going to impact those of you thinking about starting Lamar Miller in Week 6. And uh, Dave and I are going to talk about some Detroit wide receivers not nicknamed Megatron that you may want to start this week. Plus, FFPC main event leader Russ Axelrod is going to hop on the phone with us and uh, talk... Russ Axelrod? Axelrod? Did I call him Axelrod? It was close. Russ Axelrod? It was close. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, it's the... Uh, it's the water talking. We upgraded uh, the, the Pepsi, Verizon, whatever. It's whatever. the Papa John Studio, whatever. and you've already got <laughs> us in trouble for... The, yeah, okay, so it's the Papa John Studio. Upgrade. Bryce, Rob, uh, a lot of people at Blog Talk Radio, thanks to the good people there that, that really helped us out this week. Uh, we had a guy in spectacles over here running a special T1 line. and we uh, that, He wasn't wearing he glasses, was, but the rest of what you said is he true. He dug up some dirt, put a couple of extra cables down. Yeah. We, I threw him a 20, and we're good. Well, in any event... Uh, 20 bucks. That's really good. Uh, Russ Axelrod is going to hop on the phone with us. He's leading the FFPC main event right now. Uh, he's going to talk about why he wasn't afraid to draft Andre Ellington. Remember, there's a lot of rumors circulating around FFPC main event draft weekend about how much time he'd miss. Yep. And uh, he's going to tell us where he thinks Tim Wright's going to finish among tight ends, uh, tight ends at the end of the season, Dave. That, I'm very interested to hear that. Picked him up in waivers uh, this week, so we'll talk. Uh, certainly polarizing conversation that we will uh, we will have. That'll be polarizing. Uh, Tim Wright, the, to- the whole, oh my God, on Twitter this week, it was all, you know, people like, this is the he's 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 Hernandez. He's gonna be great. Uh, I'm telling you, Tim Wright is gonna be. He's, he's filling the Aaron Hernandez role. And then there's that? other. What what voice? What, 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 I I don't know. And, <laughs> and then there's other guys like. Uh, he played 19 snaps. Like uh, yeah, but he he had five yeah, four or whatever. He did good. So anyway, uh, shout out to the chat room right now. We got Wiggy, Henry Mudo, Jimmy Wagner, all hanging out in there along with about 50 guests. Dave Gerzak and Eric Balkman and 50 guests. <laughs> You can po- uh, guys post your questions in there. Uh, you can also connect with, uh, with us on Twitter at HSFFHour, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak. Facebook.com slash the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is our Facebook page. 347-426-3682 is the call-in number. That's 347-426-3682. And, of course, our producer, mutual friend, Rob, and audio engineer, Bryce, are manning the FedEx inbox at football at gmail.com. Dave, there's a football game last night. We finally got a good football game on Thursday night. Didn't look like that. It was going to be a good one at the start. Ended up being pretty entertaining. You want to talk about that for a little bit? Oh, sure. How long? Um, not long. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the game. I did. I was very fearful that we had another blowout brewing. And, uh, you know, really, uh, Watt just made a game of it himself. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's an amazing player. Just, he's a fantastic I know, athlete. I know you don't like using the word amazing, but he's amazing. I, I don't. No, I, and quite frankly, when you call him amazing, you're actually doing him a disservice. <laughs> you're doing disservice to the English language, to the word amazing, and to J.J. Watt in no particular order. Um, anyway, there's not a whole lot of fantasy analysis when I was looking over this game uh, for potential storylines to talk about. Um, uh, let me ask you this. If we were redrafting right now, 
would Andrew Luck be the first quarterback off the board? Um, yeah, you're very well might. Over Manning? I think, I think it's a distinct possibility. To me, those two are on a tier by themselves right now. Like Rodgers, yeah, I mean, Breeze, everybody else is below. And I think Luck and Manning are on that top tier right now. I think Rodgers is still close, and I think Breeze has dropped off just a tad because he's struggled a little bit. At home, too. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, not, he's not doing terribly, but he just hasn't, hasn't really connected. Like, you know, he's not had one of those 404 touchdown games. Right. That we could, we just means it's for. coming, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ahmad Bradshaw versus Trent Richardson last night. I don't have the exact figures in front of me, but uh, Trent Richardson actually out-touched Ahmad Bradshaw last night. I believe uh, T. Rich had 17 carries. Ahmad Bradshaw had 11. I don't think T. Rich had any catches, but Bradshaw had three. Um, so certainly more of a, a 50-50 split than I think a lot of people projected and quite honestly hoped for. Um, Ahmad Bradshaw, is he still in every week RB2 for you? Uh, the, the fact that Trent Richardson was so involved? Well, you know, Bradshaw, even on, on his limited touches, he makes plays. He just makes stuff happen. So I think he's a player that unless you have a lot of better options, you really almost feel compelled to start. The, the offense is so good, and they're moving the ball so well, and they have a lot of red zone opportunities, and he's caught all those touchdowns. They love throwing those little routes out of the backfield in near the goal line. And, you know, funny, T. Rich had that five-yard touchdown. I, w- I question whether he would actually get it. And there was like a giant hole. He could have gone, you know, to the right or to the left, and he still almost tripped his way into the end zone. And barely, <laughs> right. got, barely got in there, and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you, know, you got in where it's like any other running back would just be like, oh, yeah, Jamal Charles, no problem, walks it in. Yeah. Uh, frustrating to say the least. I do have Bradshaw in a couple of leagues. I'm still counting on him as my second running back going forward. So I, you know, I'm a little bit concerned, but not terribly. Uh, T. Y. Hilton, nine catches or 223 yards. Don't, don't even bring up T. Y. Hilton to me. Why? Because you. I don't want to get it. You know what? I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want to get into this. Because not only is it not true, uh, nobody literally, literally, including myself, nobody cares about All this. Right. Um, T.Y. Hilton, nine, turned down a trade. nine for 223 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> All right, I won't bring it up. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, this is what he does. Your seventh best receiver on your dynasty team. Right. Um, he. Uh, um, did you have him going, by the way? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, nice. I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I'm still going to lose. Um, but anyway, the thing is with Hilton is um, this is what he does. Now, next week, he gets like three for 40. Um, the yeah, weekend. You, don't, you don't know that. Maybe I, he's, but, this is a big breakup. Maybe, but I mean, he had games like this last year too, especially in the postseason. And and it just, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's just because they have so many uh, weapons and Luck is a good quarterback that doesn't lock onto a receiver like a bad one would. Um, you know, Hilton, a great DE guy. I'm, I don't love him for redraft, but when he has games like this, hopefully you started him. You can trade him to me in Dynasty. I'll upgrade the offer. We'll talk about that off the air, but yes, I would love to move him. All right. All right. Uh, final thing, Andre Johnson versus DeAndre Hopkins. The uh, rumors of Andre Johnson's fantasy death were quite over-exaggerated. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins did almost nothing last night. What do you have, one for 12? And then Andre, seven for 99 in a touch. Uh, you're disappointed if you have Hopkins going, but I'm not concerned about him long-term. I, I still think he's going to be fine the rest of the season. And this is a good game for Andre Johnson owners, too. I think that you, you, you see a game like this where he didn't practice all week. He comes in, has a performance like this. You feel confident trotting him out there, uh, at, you know, going forward. Especially, and, and I might, you know, I saw a rumor today, I think it was in the Football Guys email, uh, that Ryan Mallett, you know, may assume the starting quarterback job if the Texans, you know, start a losing streak where, you know, there's nothing to gain by keeping Fitzpatrick in there. Kind of like that for Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins purposes. Is Mallet swinging it? I love, I love it. Listen, I don't care. Accuracy. Don't. Listen, for my football team, non-fantasy, I want an accurate quarterback. I don't really care about arm strength or what have you, but for fantasy. Yeah. If the big rip on my fantasy quarterback is he's not that accurate, but he'll throw it all over, that's fine. I'll yeah. trot that guy out there, no problem. Spray it, baby. Just spray it all over. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, you know, somebody's bound to catch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. th- if you're whipping it all over the place, I'll buy that. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, let's uh, move on to. You don't have anything else to say about the Colts and Texans, do you? Well, one comment Jimmy Wagner made was that uh, Arian Foster has stayed healthy for five consecutive weeks now. This has got to be a record, Balky. Yeah, I think the people that drafted him are, are just, you know. Overjoyed. Um, I got Frolicking in the streets. Rabbit's feet only have so much fur. <laughs> and that it's going to be gone by week eight, people. So you're on borrowed time with Foster. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> he looks great. He did look very, very good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing is, it's like 
I don't really remember Foster getting hurt too much in games. It always seems like he he has like just all the he's got back spasms. Oh, he's got a hip thing. Oh, he's got you know a soft tissue, and you know what I mean. Just all of a sudden happens out of nowhere. And but you know when he's in there, he looked great. Um, and kudos to the uh, Houston offensive line. I thought they blocked really well last night. Granted, it was the Colts, but still, I thought they had a very good game. Yeah, I was really watching the blocking a lot, and I noticed it was really, really good. Are you being facetious? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. All right, moving on. Toby Gerhardt's been ruled out for week six at uh, against the Titans. I wish we had, like, s- some and, sort of thunder. And Jaguars fans rejoice. Yeah, I, I wish we had some, That's funny. I wish we had some sort of thunder, like, production. Rob, if we can get that for next oh, week. Oh, that would be, see? Storm Johnson, baby. Another great porn name in the NFL. <laughs> uh, that really is a great porn name. Yeah. He might see 12 to 15 carries. Storm Johnson and ha-ha Clinton Dix. Yeah. Um, in in um, Blackzilla. <laughs> you know, like something like that. Um, well, anyway. Why do to bring the black in there? No. Because they're both black. Oh, I, I, I never... I don't. I didn't. Really I don't notice. see people in terms of I, color. I didn't even notice that they were. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I don't want to get into it, but there is a great email chain going on with my family. Um, I'll tell you off the air because nobody right. cares about. That, but it is very funny, <laughs> and not at all racist. Um, Toby Gerhardt's going to be out. Storm Johnson is going to be, you know, a significant part of the game plan. Do you think Ooh. that? Okay, let me ask you. This. Yeah, Do you okay. think they're pulling a the wizard hunt? What's pulling a wizard hunt? That they sounds like another Bishop, porn. Bishop Sankey. <laughs> Not the type why Storm Johnson in pulling a wizard hunt. Wizard hunt in yeah. yellow rain. Right. Yeah, that's uh, funny. All right. So, do you think? That, do you even remember your question? No. So, wizard hunt claims that Bishop Sankey was going to get so much more action. Now, so now they're saying the same thing here about Storm Johnson, like you know, kind of alluding to it. They're not saying he's you know he's going to be the guy. They're saying, oh, we need like two ball carriers. Right. And and here's the here's the takeaway for fantasy, and this is what I'll tell high-stakes owners. I mean, obviously, you run your teams, but here's what I would do if I owned Storm Johnson. I would not play him this week. You know, I'm not trusting that, oh, he could see all this action, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then he gets in there and he touches the ball five times, and, and Denard Robinson, you know, makes a couple of big plays. Um, the other thing, too, Jacksonville's offensive line and their offense in general – not really that great. So, I mean, I don't know what upside is there with, with Storm. He's a seventh-round pick, not with, with not great measurables. I mean, there's not – I don't want to, like, be, you know, peeing all over the, the Storm Johnson, uh, you know, bandwagon parade here or what have you. But I'm not excited about starting him at all this week. Yeah, probably not this week. He's a good stash, though, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Denard Robinson, he's not really producing in limited action. Gerhardt's no. awful. And so it's, they really got to get some running production out of somebody. They and do. Todd may consider Todman just a guy. Uh, Todman is just a guy, unfortunately, for you, my friend. Mike Jones on Twitter says Jordan Reed is questionable for week six against the Cardinals. Uh, he's going to be a game-time decision, according to Jones. Uh, he, play, he practiced three days this week. They're all limited. Um, it's a late game, uh, so I'm going with other options. Unless I have, unless I have like, Niles Paul. And, you know, then I'll do what I said on the show last week. I'll just play whoever starts if they're both active. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Jordan Reed, go elsewhere. Let let him get his feet wet for a game. It, it's sort of like the whole baseball analogy of, like, when a pitcher's coming off a DL, typically you let him get that first start out of the way on your bench, and you don't, you don't play him right away. I'm, I'm taking that treatment with Jordan Reed this week. I'm not playing him, especially with a late game. No, I totally agree with you, actually. You know what's funny about Niles Paul? I think, yes. I think his ascendance has caused people to – continually mispronounce Niall Davis or say Niall Davis wrong. I've noticed every, that too. Everybody says Niall. Yeah. yeah, I got Niall Davis. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> so whatever. Niall this, Davis's mother does I mean, not have Niall Davis. You know, I, I listen to like Sirius XM Fantasy on occasion, and I, I would say 80% of the time, including announcers, they say Niall Davis. They, Maybe they're just big jazz fans. Evidently. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, whatever. It's like, you know, get uh, right. We have uh, we have our guest, uh, Russ Axelrod, coming up in just one minute here, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get to him, let's uh, go to a tweet from Jim Wyatt on Twitter. Uh, Sean Green did not practice today. He's listed as doubtful. This is a big day for you, my friend, because Bishop Sankey might finally be getting the... Uh, he might get nine carries this he, week. He, well, hey, Up maybe ten, more. Ten maybe, maybe fewer. Are you excited for the big Sankey breakout you this know Sunday? How- I'm honestly not. I don't. I have a feeling, you know, something's not. Gonna, it, you know, it's just not going to happen. And so this will be the week he actually breaks. It breaks out. No, in all seriousness, 
Sankey is a flex play in an FFPC format. RB3 or RB4, I'd be fine with this week. Yeah, I agree with that. Not, a second, not the second round. Well, he's, back, he's got a decent floor if he's going to get the 12 to 15 carries, maybe some catches out of the backfield, and he has upside. So. I'll tell you what, if you, do, it's a good matchup. if you do have Charles or Niles Davis on your team, uh, he would actually be a fine fill-in. You know, if yeah, you, for if sure. you, I mean, in that situation, or if you had like, you know, uh, Kyrie or Pierre Thomas or somebody that, that you're missing this week, what have you, sure. I think that he makes a good start. All right, let's get to the guest. Tonight's Bobby. guest here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to bring him in right now. Uh, he's been playing fantasy since he was uh, 13 years old. He actually started and ran a three-division, 24-team high stakes league back in the mid-90s when he was in college. It was definitely ahead of its time. But he then graduated to the National High Stakes Fantasy Football Contest from there. Most important of all, he still doesn't understand why anyone would use kickers and defenses. But he is, in fact, leading the largest high stakes fantasy football contest in the world that happens to use kickers and defenses. And he is here with us tonight. Please welcome the FFPC main event leader, Russ Axelrod. Russ, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. I, uh, I appreciate it. We, uh, I, I want to ask you this right away. You don't like the kickers and defenses uh, in, in fantasy football. Is it just because uh, you feel like it's a luck factor? I get a lot of pleasure in trying to guess the right kicker and defense every week. <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. It's ridiculous. Every expert will tell you wait until the last round to pick them, right? And then every year a free agent is always the top one. It's, it's not skill. I, I, right, I think a lot of people who play the high-stakes stuff, it's, it's a skill thing, and it's just terrible when – some guy, you know, has four or five field goals, and you, you just lose because of that. I mean, if, if we're going to pick him in the last round, why why even bother? So, you know, here I am, Dave, cut, cut them for next year, I'm asking you. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we'll uh, take it into consideration. I think one of the daily leagues doesn't have kickers, right? They've at least eliminated that. DraftKings, I think, doesn't have a kicker, I want to say. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, well you know, listen – uh, Russ, I'm going to be honest with you. The FFPC Rules Committee is uh, is having a uh, is having a summit coming up next month, and we're going to be discussing that. But I got to tell you that the whole focus is on making this um, for uh, start four quarterback league. That's like the new trend in high stakes. You know, I will announce something actually that we might be doing next year, which we haven't announced yet. Do you want to announce it now? No, I mean this isn't for sure, but we might oh. actually we might roll out some two QB leagues or QB flux, really? super flux, we like might satellite do, leagues. Yeah, some super flux satellite leagues next year. Are you gonna have kickers and defenses in those? Damn right, Russ. <laughs> I'm out. I believe it, baby. <laughs> hey, Russ, uh, tell uh, tell our audience a little bit about uh, what you do for a living and where you live. Uh, I uh, live in LA. Only last year, I'm a New Yorker at heart. I tell everyone I'll probably always be the uh, Larry David of LA. Stay stay negative. <laughs> not be into all the positivity out here. Uh, I do marketing, consulting, ton of other entertainment stuff. Um, you know, nothing too, nothing too exciting, but uh, it's fun. And, and I do like it out here in LA, but I'm definitely keeping the uh, East coast, New York personality thing going. Hey, it's sunny 300 days a year out there, buddy. What was that? It's sunny 300 days a year in LA. It is, it is. It's not, although it doesn't rain, apparently we're in some crazy drought every day of the news. They know it's really bad, and then it's really, really bad. But I see everybody watering their lawns, so I guess it can't be that bad. I'm telling you, it was that ice bucket challenge, man. We're all paying the price yeah, now for that. No water. Yeah, no water. No it, water anyway. Salt water, ice, salt, salt water ice bucket challenge. Well, that's what I did. I just assumed everybody was doing it. <laughs> so, Russ, uh, right now you're carrying five tight ends on your roster, a 20-man roster. Is this something that you normally try to do for a tight end premium format like ours? Or have the waivers <sighs> just, just created this glut of position on your squad? you got too much value on it. You know, I try and draft three. Um, because if if you're going to get a breakout player in this league, it's worth it to be a tight end, right? The point and a half is just, it's so worth it. And then it's a little bit of keep away as well, because, you know, the two flexes, you can use them all if you want, and then it's good to not let anybody else get them. Five is more um, than I would normally carry. I'm still waiting for Jordan Reed. He's been my one player who who hasn't really um, delivered, but I have faith. I was very high on him going into the year. Um, but I'll probably look to drop somebody. I'm going to have Austin Safarian Jenkins and Ladarius Green, and I'm 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 about ready to just put a bullet in their heads because I, it's just it's not happening. So, but I, I'm scared, right? There's tight ends are so important this week. 
if all of a sudden they break out, you know, they're a four hundred dollar fab victim. So um you know, I had Tim Wright actually in a lot of the uh the football guys leagues and I had started to drop him. I had to pick him back up because here he is breaking out. Uh so I, I, I'd only like to carry three, but it's not bad to carry four because the double flex gives you so much flexibility. Uh, we're talking with Russ Axelrod. He's uh, leading the FFPC main event uh, right now. And uh, in that main event, Russ, uh, I, I remember it clearly on uh, on draft weekend out in Vegas. The, the two big storylines was the whole uh, Josh Gordon suspension and then the Andre Ellington rumors uh, that he could be out two weeks, three weeks, maybe two months. I mean, nobody really knew that the Twitter was, was blowing up with, with wild speculation. And so a lot of, you know, uh, players stayed away from Ellington in the second and third round, which is where he had been going, but you actually did draft him. Uh, where did you select him in your draft? And why weren't you scared off uh, by those reports about Ellington? Well, uh, God bless Twitter, by the way, because I got him in the sixth round. So, wow. I mean, at that point it, it was, uh, I mean, you got to you got to aim high to win in the National League, right? So play high upside guys. And as soon as I, I mean, I wanted him and I was looking at him and hoping he was going to fall. And in the fifth round, I was between, I had the, the ten pick. I was in between him and Reed, and then I took Reed and he was there anyway on the on the backside. And you know, once I took him, I was like, if he if he performs, yeah, I can win this thing, right? Because he he's has the potential to be a first round pick. Um, so I, I mean. I couldn't pass him up in the six. It was just, it was too good. Yeah, and I think you know the thing is too, and, and this is what I was telling people when we were talking about it out there. It's like everybody and Dave always likes to say. I know I brought this up on the show before. Always off my board about certain players that he just doesn't want at all. At, at a certain point, there is a value for every player, and, and at, at a certain point, you cannot like a guy, but you really can't ignore him. Uh, at all, and Ellington in the sixth round uh, is, is pretty. I mean, that's fantastic. I, I remember specifically when I was out there walking around looking at boards. I did see Ellington go uh, in the sixth round of two of them, and I was like, "Wow!" I mean, that could really be a, a you know a contest changing pick, you know, to get Ellington that late. And uh, it's been working out for you so far, man. Congratulations on that pick. That was fantastic. Yeah, you know, I got lucky, and it was like I, I wanted Ray Rice in like sort of that area too and I didn't get him, right? So I got lucky that that didn't happen. He was another one I thought, you know, could change the draft if you get him, like who cares about the two games. So luckily he was not there and Ellington was, so it worked out well. Yeah, Ray Rice has changed a lot of teams' fortunes this year, I'll say that. You got that right. <laughs> Starting with the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> so Russ, are there any players that you've given up on as far as not living up to uh, expectations for this season? And then, are conversely, are there any players that you're not giving up on for 2014 yet? I know you mentioned Ladarius Green. Maybe talk about him a little bit, and then some other guys, if possible. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it's all the three I mentioned, right? Ladarius and, and Jenkins, and I, and Reed. I'm still I still have hope because he has to play. I mean, Green killed me the first week. I kept hearing, you know, back to Twitter, Gates was questionable. He wasn't going to play, and I was like, great, Green will just come in and steal the job, and that'll be the end of it. And we all see how that has played out. He doesn't get any targets. I know he had a touchdown call back last week. I didn't see it. But, um, yeah, I'm about ready, and especially since I have five tight ends. If Reed, if Reed starts to play well, um, I'm going to be done with those guys. But otherwise, my roster is pretty good top to bottom except um, those guys. So those are really the only two. Russ uh, Axelrod is the FFPC main event leader. He is the, on the high-stakes fantasy football hour tonight with uh, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. One of your stud receivers on your main event team, Russ, that has been crushing it so far is Steve Smith uh, Sr., as it were. I know you weren't expecting this level of production uh, when you drafted the icon, but what did you see in the preseason that made you feel like he was a guy that was worth drafting this year? Um I tell you, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell you when, when I missed, right, like I just did the Gray Rice, I, I actually thought he would be almost as good. It's just that I waited this long, that long because I saw his ADP that he would be there. In fact, I think I even drafted him early, but he, um, for, for where he went, he just looked so fast in the preseason. I think he had, like, two great catches, and he's always good. And um, I thought Flacco would be better for him than, um, than Cam Newton. And, and, and Torrey Smith has been on my – Stolen draft list every year he's been in the league. I, I can't stand him and think he's terrible. So um, I thought Smith would be the one. He looked fast in preseason. I, I, I loved him. I drafted him in every draft that I could. Um, so 
I had a question about Steve Smith just in general for like his, um, how great of a career he's had. So if he finishes with 1,200 yards, let's say seven touchdowns this year, and has a similar season next year, and then you know just retires or goes off into the sunset, do you think he's a Hall of Famer, Russ? It's tough. I think you know some some voters will like his personality and others will hate it. Um, and receivers, it's it's weird the ones who don't get in. So I don't know. I I I, I like to hold a high line. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. His stats might say he is, but I, I don't view him as one. There's that interesting conversation on the football guys' boards that, that, uh, that you know one guy, a few guys really like him as a Hall of Famer because of how dominant he was in his early part of his career um, with terrible quarterback play and other guys are, you know, the opposite. So that's an interesting little conversation. Well, I, I just mean, want to get your take on it. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the, the whole key, if you want to get Steve Smith in the Hall of Fame, is you just send out a press release to all the voters and say, like, look, this guy is the guy that Dave Gerzak is the president of his fan club. And I think that the clout alone that, oh, yeah. that you carry, sure. I think would just he just ride into the Hall of Fame on a, on a wave of dizzleness. You know, I think a late a late career Super Bowl win would be fa- that would get him in. But I don't I don't see that kind of coming with Baltimore. No, you never know. Never know. All right, so back to the interview here, Ross. Sorry about the aside. So uh, one of your big wins, we talked about Tim Wright just a little bit. You got him in free agent this free agent bidding this week. So where do you think he finished? Now, this is a big controversial question that Paul he, uh, teased earlier. That's right. Where do you think he finishes among tight ends this year? You know, I don't know, but I'm scared it was very high, and I didn't want another team to get him. That, that's, that's the honest truth. I, Belichick is insane, right? There's no rhyme or reason in anything he does from one week to the other, and he may never see the field again. Well, there's rhyme or reason to what he does. He just doesn't tell any of us what the rhymes or reasons are before the game. That's the problem. <laughs> he just tells yeah, us afterwards? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was a Ridley game. Screw all you. That's, that's not, Belichick does not sound like that at all. It was, uh, it's like, oh, Coach Belichick, uh, can, can, you tell, can you tell me why uh, Shane Breen didn't get, get a whole lot of carries out there today? Yeah, it was a... Uh... Shane Marine, really I mean, if you watched the game last week, he was getting like 10 yards per carry every time he touched the ball. Just was flying, and then they don't throw him the ball anymore. I, I'm, a, I'm a bitter Eagles fan, so for Spygate, I still hate Belichick. But, but he's just killed me in so many fantasy leagues because he, you know, he'll bench somebody for no reason. So, I, you know, I think he can play the Hernandez role. I loved Wright last year. I had him in a few leagues, and I even had him in a keeper league um, where I was thinking of keeping him until uh, they were talking about Tafarian Jenkins taking over. So, uh, he's got a ton of athleticism, and you know, I I think the sky's the limit, but I I just don't know. But I didn't want somebody else to get it. That was for sure. I mean, you look at the I'm sorry, Bucky, but you look at the receiver core is just so god awful on that team. Yeah, it's like well, and he would want someone to catch, catch passes. He, correct me if I'm wrong. Was he not a uh, was he not a receiver in college? I thought he was a former receiver. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, was, like he's. But. He's he's a young guy too. I mean, and this is not a decrepit. You know, they 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 traded away a decrepit Logan Mankins to get uh, a young virile Tim Wright uh, on that team. And and so I I, I think the the thing is, I mean, Russ hit the nail on the head. You know, the sky is the limit, but we don't know how close he's going to come. I mean, he's kind of he's a wild card. He's like Icarus. He is like Icarus. Say that again, Russ. Can I change my team name to Viral Tight Ends? That, <laughs> sure, uh, that is good. No, that's a porn movie. I was just going to say that that would be a haha Clinton Dix film. <laughs> totally. Uh, Russ, uh, let me ask you this. You know, it, it, it's the it's the point of the season where people, you know, we're getting to mid-October here. Um, people are, are worried, getting very concerned about slow starts. You get the 11-week regular season and the FFPC. We're basically halfway through it. If a team is two and three right now, or even if they're one and four, how would you tell them to manage their squad in order to still get a good spot uh, or get in a good spot or give themselves the best chance to make it to the FFPC main event championship round? Well, you know, obviously points are almost as important. Uh, mind you, I'm three and two with the uh, most points. And yeah, you uh, lost in last the football. week. How'd that feel? Well, How about feel losing good. last week? Why would you say something like that to <laughs> a guest? You're winning the whole thing, and you lose like 183 to 168. I noticed that when I wrote the email. That stinks. Yeah, no, I'm three and two, and and you know what? If the football guys won, um, I have the 30th best team, and I'm three and two in that one. I had a 7,000. It's it's insane. So, you know, I think first things first, you look how you're doing at points, and then, you know, I would play all. Like, I, I try to play a lot of wide receivers because they have the the most upside, and I'd be looking on the 
um, free agent board for just quarterbacks and tight ends that can bust out because those those are your best chances to find somebody who hasn't really been playing that well or somebody's going to get an opportunity to start. Um, you see, like Bridgewater and these guys, um, you know, they they come out of nowhere. So that's the way you're going to get points, right? I don't know if you're going to win your games. There's there's just no way to tell with the schedule. Thanks for that, Dave. But um, <laughs> the uh, you got to just maximize the, the points you get. But I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to miss the playoffs because I think I'm going to lose this week too. I've got terrible matchups. I think I'm going to be three and three, which is just. <laughs> I want to see somebody at zero and five leading the FFPC main event no, man, at no, some that, point. That's not good. That would be fantastic if that happened. Wow, he scored over seven hundred points so far, folks. He hasn't won a game. <laughs> that would be that. Would, I I mean, honestly, that would be the legendary interview that this show desperately needs in the future. Oh, I think Russ's interview is the no. This Russ is the one that's that's crushing it right now. I mean, he's bringing <laughs> us. He's 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 the he's the helping the phoenix rise out of the ashes here. But I'm just telling you, in the future, we really need that. <laughs> All right, Russ. Sorry. What kind of tough lineup decisions are you, are staring you in the face this week? What do you got? I don't. You know, I don't have any in the main event. Um, I've got too many other teams to to think about, but it's it was pretty it's pretty straightforward. I guess I could play Reed or um, Mister Zero, Larry Donnell, um, if Reed's going to play. <laughs> but my my guess is I'll just keep Donnell in there for one more week and hope. I, I mean, it's crazy that he got a zero, but um, hopefully they'll they'll throw to him again. Hey, it has to feel terrible for the people who got whipsawed by Donnell. You know, it's, it's like you had him on the bench when he got the three touchdown game. Then like, all right. Finally, I got a tight end, and he put him in there, and he gets a zero. The same thing happened to the Brandon Marshall owners uh, a few weeks back. Yeah, that, that Marshall, and then Gates did that to me this year, too, where he had that three-touchdown game, and I put him in there, and he sucked. Hey, Russ, uh, only, let me ask only, you this. The only saving benefit is that Danell also benched himself with three touchdowns and probably started himself last week. Did yeah, we you see that story? That. Did, yeah. we, did we talk about we that? We talked about the story, okay. and I was saying, I thought I, I bet he started himself the following week, and he got a zero. Yeah, yeah. He had no idea. Like, you know what? And that just, listen, that just goes to show – how much players are actually involved in the game plan? Yeah, Larry, you know, I'm going to start myself this week, baby. Three touchdowns last week. And then he, he, I don't even know how many targets he got, but clearly he was not involved. Did they run any plays to him on Wednesday practice? I've said this before time and again on this show. Do not take any sort of – the players are the worst. I mean, they're, we actually know more than the players. I'm convinced. At, at, least, at least from what they say, they are wrong on injuries – on game plan, on usage, they are wrong so much. I mean, it's insane how much they're wrong. Um, so I will never uh, listen to a player. Uh, but, Russ, let me ask you this. Uh, since we're talking about tight ends and Jordan Reed, he has that late game this week. Are you actively seeking somebody else to play over him, given that you don't know if he's going to be active or not? Um, or is he a guy that you're comfortable rolling with at that point? No, I, I'm just going to – well, I have – so, Danell is obviously after, right? So – because he's the, the Giants are the Monday night game, right? So um, I'll just see if he's playing or not and then make the call. There you go. There you have it. Uh, we do have a couple of emails here uh, for you, Russ, tonight from some listeners. Uh, the first one is from Ted in Maitland, Florida. He writes, hey, Russ, I have Andre Williams on my waiver wire right now and wanted to know what type of week you think he's going to have against the Eagles my other two options are Gore at the Rams and Brandon Oliver at the Raiders. Good talk, Russ. That's Ted in Maitland, Florida. That's funny. So Apparently first, our National Lampoon's <laughs> a vacation fan. If uh, Ted could send me his information so I could join his league that Andre Williams is on the waiver wire, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, I, I just want to say, I hear, I listen to a lot of, like, uh, Serious radio, you know, fantasy sports and field hockey, and they talk about the players on the waiver wire, and you know, it speaks credit to Dave, like the level of competition you have. Like none of these guys that they ever speak about on the waiver wire, they're always gone so early. I, I need to get in like just some of these regular leagues. Um, I think uh, the ten team week. PPRs, the ten teamers. I was in one of those yeah. last year. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, the thing is, the and, I, and I'll say this. Run, so. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I did, the Eagles can't stop the run. Uh, I, would, I would use Andre Williams. I have Jennings in this league. I don't have I don't have Andre Williams in any league. I have Jennings in because I I just figured Coughlin would just run him into the ground and he did. And I but I but I thought he would run him into the ground until the end of the year. I, I misplayed that. Um, so I'm hoping Williams fumbles once or twice because he'll never see the field again. But I do think he'll have a, a good week. Well, only Tom Coughlin can 
can uh, run a back into a ground and then run him even further. Like there's a second <laughs> level of ground that Tom Coughlin can run his uh, running backs into. I think they, you can tell that Coughlin really likes Andre Williams. That they they felt like they really got a steal in that in the draft. Yeah, totally. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I got uh, Robert in Reno, Nevada here. Russ, he writes. Uh, uh, someone on this show that you're on this week, Russ, not going to name names, Balky, said that Kirk Cousins could be this year's Nick Foles. I actually did say that. But I said he could. I didn't say he would. He said one really super crappy game. With Jordan Reed returning this week, joining Djax, Garcon, Morris, and Niles Paul, and given the division that Cousins plays in, do you think that he could actually play as a top-five quarterback option for the remainder of the season? Thanks, man. Robert in Reno, Nevada. What do you think about Cousins, Russ? I, I agree. I mean, he could be, he could be that. That's why I picked him up. I, I but that's one of those guys that you're you know one in four two three. You got to find that guy because he just can change the league. That's why quarterbacks are really the ones to look at. Uh, he did have that really terrible game, but he's got. I mean, I, I think great potential. I've always think he's been good. He's got a great surrounding cast around him. I, I think he could be he, he could be that good. I got sweet when I was drafting. I knew I wanted to draft late, and I was hoping I was going to get Cutler, and the guy right in front of me, somebody took two quarterbacks, so the guy right in front of me also didn't have a quarterback, and he looked at me, he's like, I'm taking Cutler, you're screwed. And, uh, but I, I liked Rivers, <laughs> so um, I took Rivers right after, and it turns out they're like, you know, I think like a point apart from each other, but you know, I took McCown as my backup, who he's useless as can be, um, and so when I saw Cousins, like I, I grab them immediately. I, I, like you got to look for guys like that. It really can change everything. I, I assume the people who got foals last year did really well in the in the final day, but I, I didn't make it. But um, I'm assuming it carried some teams pretty far. Yeah, Foles and Charles, Dave, if I'm remembering correctly, were in a, a lot of uh, big-time winners in high stakes last year, right? Foles, Charles were the two most popular? Uh, yeah, I mean, mostly Charles because you have that 56 a right. week. But yeah, Foles obviously was a really big, big-time producer. Yeah. Foles did have only two interceptions uh so uh, your boy over there, he doubled it in one game. You know, he had two interceptions hey, for the listen, whole season. You know what that means? He's piping it down the field without fear. He's pulling the, the Ryan Mallett spray gun. Yeah, he's, he's spraying it. Um, <laughs> anyway, Russ, you, you bring up a good point. I, I, you know, I commissioned a lot of these football guys drafts and FFPC drafts, and I always – I always think it's so hilarious in a in a in a totally unpredictable sport. You know, we we really I mean, there's stuff that amazes us every single year in in the NFL. And guys, when they're drafting, are so dead set that they 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 got it, man. I mean, they know more than anybody else in that draft room, and they are going to crush it. And they're so sure of themselves. And over the you know, I used to be that guy. I was really sure of myself. But at this point, I've I've learned I know enough to know that like, look. There's a lot of stuff out there that you can't predict and you can't control. I always think it would be so great to get these people in the chat rooms, you know, during the drafts that are just spitting venom at each other. Get them back together, um, you know, in week five, week six, week seven. See how these teams are doing. So when this when this guy uh, turns to Russ and says, oh, I'm taking my second quarterback, I'm taking Cutler, your team's done. And then, you know, you're flash, screwed. Fla- yeah, you're screwed. Flash forward to week five. Oh, I'm uh, in first place in the FFPC main event. How's your team doing? You know what I mean? I think. Well, yeah. you know what? Compar- you know what? At least he's four. At least he's four and one, though. So. Oh, is it? <laughs> Still those, better than me. <laughs> those darn schedule makers. Even in the playoffs. Hey, um, we have a question from the chat room, actually. Uh, so, Russ, the question is, uh, what are you going to do with uh, Noshan Moreno if you own him? Is it? Uh, are you ready to plug him back in? I mean, I'd wait to see how how he plays, but. You know, it's you know it's the one thing. It's apparent he's that good because look how bad Monty Ball was, right? Everyone thought it was a product of the system with Denver last year. I think he's he's that good, and they'll probably just split carries. But I'd wait, I'd wait one week until he, he gets used to that elbow brace, the bulky elbow brace. That's what I read. It's what? it's it's, oh, it's, a, a, bulky, bulky. it's a bulky elbow brace. Yeah, that's not bad. It's a he little needs bulky. JJ Watt elbow. Race, yeah, that's yeah, that, and seriously, that's I mean, it's totally. You know, the thing is, like, I don't understand. You know, NFL running backs have a tough time holding onto the football now. Can you imagine trying to carry that football? You know that uh, the Packers are going to be trying to rip that uh, away from him if he's if he's got that elbow protecting is it, him. Is it his left or right elbow? I don't know. 
Why isn't he just securing his other arm? Well, what, when he's getting the ball and he's going, you know, he's taking the, this oh, yeah. is great. This is great radio as I'm demonstrating this. When you know, are you guys seeing this? When he's grabbing it, like at, you know, when he's taking the handoff, you take, you take it with both arms. Yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's got to go through the trash at the line. I'm telling you, that's not a good situation for Moreno this week. All right, Russ. So moving on from Moreno, <laughs> give us one sleeper starter. We're doing sleepers this week. Give us a sleeper starter that you like and one early round pick that you might consider benching for a better option. Um, I tell you two sleepers. I like, they're not, I, I hold a high line on what a sleeper is. I'd say these guys are not really sleepers, but they're not high, high level guys. I love uh, Wheat in this week and um, Jeremy Hill, right? Because I think Hayden's not playing, and even if he is, he's going to try to cover Antonio Brown, even though nobody can. So uh, I love Wheaton and Hill. I mean, they've got nobody left, so they're going to have to throw screens or something to, to someone. Um, and I think Deshaun, I would sit this week, um, even though he's coming off a great week, I think Arizona's defense is, is, is pretty good. Um, and... Uh, Again, he's not that high level of a guy. I mean, Zach Stacey, I've never liked. And I think the 49ers defense is pretty good. So I think he's terrible. And the one I hope, DeMarco Murray, I mean, I I have him. I'm not benching him, but it's going to be tough in Seattle. So I can't have other options. He's one of those guys where it's like, you know, he's too good to bench. So you're just going to, you know, start him and, and. Go in with low expectations and hopefully he gets a touchdown. Or you know what I mean? It's just you know, one of those things. Yeah, there's always a chance that Des Bryant gets an interference call in the end zone and he gets a cheapie early on, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, there's one, there's money. We don't talk about that enough on this show. The like cheapies. when you have like a, a good goal line running back on a team with a really dominant red zone target, yeah. we don't talk about that. Like you, you know how many pass interference penalties? Like with the uh, you know uh, you know Brandon Marshall, Calvin Johnson, Andre Johnson back in the day, not so much anymore. But I mean they they provide all these layup touchdowns. Yeah. These, right? And we really I don't. It's just something we need to explore more. Good good thinking, Bucky. Thank right. you. I agree with you. Hey Russ, uh, real real big pleasure having you on the show tonight. Uh, you have a uh, assembled quite a team. Uh, it looks like it's built. Uh, to uh, put up a lot of points. Uh, I can't say the same about your record. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but as long as you're putting up points, baby, that's all that matters. I want to thank you for joining the show tonight, and uh, good luck with all your teams the rest of the way, man. Thank you. No kickers, no defenses for 15. It, all right. It's uh, the, the it's motion. Political slogan. Yeah, the motion's been filed. I, be, I believe there's already 150 signatures on that petition, Russ. So uh, we will, I, in fact, if it does pass, I think we can just dub it the Russ Axelrod Initiative. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. it. That, All right, thanks, that, guys, that, for having me on. That's the plan. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, Russ. Appreciate you coming on tonight uh, and joining uh, the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Russ Axelrod is leading the FFPC main event right now, and he brought it up, too. I, I totally forgot this. And, and, Rob, this is on you, too. Uh, 30th overall in the uh, Football Guys contest as well. So very, very good season in the works for Russ Axelrod. We'll see if he can keep it up. If you've got a question for Eric Dave or tonight's guest, send them a tweet at Hour on Twitter. Email the show at HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Post it in the chat room during the broadcast. Hashtag your tweet with HSFF or just smack Eric in the head. That's HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com or at Hour on Twitter. We got a, you guys are, you and Lance are talking about uh, Logan Thomas in the chat room right now, Arizona starting quarterback. I was talking about Kevin English winning $100,000. Our oh. FFPC, FFPC facilitator, Kevin English, yeah. won $100,000 on an unnamed daily fantasy yeah, site. Friend of the show as well. He's been he, on yeah, the show. Kevin's great. He, I think he's been on. Maybe he hasn't been on. We got to get him on at yeah, some we should, point. We should interview him. We, no, you know what? He hasn't been on. It's always been Jared Smola and Matt Shaw when oh, we yeah. had Draft Sharks okay. uh, on. So, yeah, that that's awesome. Uh, by the way, I congratulated Kevin on Twitter, and he favorited the tweet. <laughs> just just saying. There goes your cloud score. The old bulky reach, the bulky <laughs> social media reach. Speaking of which, a tweet All from right. Amiro at Amiro NYC. Uh, your opinion, would you trade either Kelvin Benjamin or Emmanuel Sanders for Sammy Watkins? Now, Dave, is let's look side, at uh, – he doesn't team? specify, but we're going to look at it from both ways. First of all, would you do it from a redraft standpoint? Benjamin or who is the uh, – Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders. For Watkins? Would you trade either one of those guys to get Watkins 
in not, redraft. Not in redraft, no. I agree. Now, in Dynasty, would you trade either of those guys to get Watkins? Yes, both. And I agree there, too. All right. Okay, so I thought it'd be, we'd get a little bit of discussion on there, but that's... I mean, listen, with Dynasty, I, I look much more at the talent than I do the situation, because situations are much more fluid than talent. Yeah, and Sanders is a lot, you know, he's a lot older. He's got a great situation. He's not that much older. Than Watkins? Yeah. Watkins is 21. Sanders is going on his, like, fourth or fifth year in the league. That's, ah. like, 26. Yeah, that's not that old. That's five years. Yeah, that's 26. Yeah, the average NFL career is four, but don't worry like, about Listen, it. Emmanuel Sanders is anything but average, my friend. He was totally average until this year when he's playing with Is this your way of trying to, like, talk him down so I trade him to you in Carrington? No, you can keep him. I'll, I'll oh, you totally want him. It's so obvious. <laughs> It's so obvious you want. I already own Watkins. Oh, just keep him. I don't even want to. I don't even want Sanders. I trust you. I trust me. I won't be trading you Watkins for Sanders. I should. I should put five on it right. I should put five on it right now that Sanders ends up on your Carrington team at some point this season. Why? You you know, well, I'll make an offer and then you'll accept it and then you'll say, oh, I'm going to pass. First of all, that's there there was never an acceptance of the offer. Okay, it's seriously. You ask anybody. Even witnesses who are there, except for Leroy, who has it out for me. Um, David in Plattsburgh, New York. Hey, guys, if Calvin does indeed miss this week, are any of the receivers like Fuller or Broyles playable against the Vikes? That's David in Plattsburgh, New York. What about Jeremy Ross? He wants us to let, uh, he wants to let us know that this uh, email was sent from my phone while I was on the toilet. <laughs> the signature. But these signatures are they're That's catching right. on, yeah. Well, Calvin is going to miss. I think there's almost no. Is that official? I thought he was doubtful. It's official for me. I'm telling you, he's going to. You miss. know, that's the Gerzak official. He's Dave, out. Yeah. You know, Dave Gerzaport um, reports that he's out. He's not going to play. I got to look. I I thought we. He hasn't practiced all week. I mean, he looked like his ankle got ripped off in the game last week. He's not playing. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I I agree. He's probably going to miss. So. Uh, Broyles, Fuller, Ross, any of those guys going to find? I mean, obviously you're yeah. starting Golden Tate for sure. Yeah, I would. I I couldn't go. I couldn't start any of those guys. I couldn't, in good conscience, start any of them. Um. Okay. So let's move on uh, from that. Uh. So the the I, I was reading this email, this next one that I'm about to read, and it's it's referring to Joyke Bell and and uh, whether Reggie Bush is going to and I and I didn't want to read it because I knew you would interrupt me like Balky Bush is out. He's not going to play like. And you, I already did that before. You did it with Calvin, which right. so now you can do it again. Uh, Peter in Los Angeles, California. What's up, Cable and Affleck? I was wondering if you could play Would You Rather with Joyke Bell this week. I'm in a shallow basement league, and he's available on the waiver wire. Thank you, and I'm sorry. That's Peter in Los Angeles, <laughs> California. Uh, so we can play a Would You Rather, but uh, we got to play this first. Would you rather get a massage from a man or surgery from a female doctor? Would you have sex with Cleveland if it meant you could have sex with Angelina Jolie? Who would you rather do? What would you guys rather be? Who would you rather start a small business with? Who would you rather have sex with? Do you want breakfast or would you rather chew on your own ass as usual? What? If somebody, if somebody were to ask you, Dave, what the second most thing we talk about on this show after fantasy football, would it be sex mm. or porno- pornography? Maybe. I mean, this show in particular. I mean, my God. Well, yeah. that's your drop, by the that's way. That's not mine. That's Rob's. Whomever. Well, not whomever. It's not mine. Anyway. Whoever. Is it whoever or whomever? Whoever. <sighs> I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, indeed. That's what it is. <laughs> Joyke Bell. Uh, so he plays Minnesota this week. So Joyke Bell or let's start from the bottom. Uh, S-Jacks versus the Bears. Uh, I'm going to start Joyke Bell, but uh, Lance Briggs is missing that game. I actually like Steven Jackson as a little minor sleeper. It, that's fine. I mean, there's just there's so many running backs in Atlanta right now that are being used. I read some stat this week that they are the only run our team in the NFL that has four running backs with at least 30 carries right now. So that's it's just, fine. I mean, S. Jackson is one who's getting the goal line. I get your point. I mean, and that's I don't high, disagree with it. Highest total of the week. Oh, is it really? What is it? 53 and a hook. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, I agree with Joyke Bell over S. Jax. Joyke Bell or Sproles versus the Giants? I'll take Bell. I will agree. Joyke Bell or Matt Asiata versus the Lions? I'll take Bell again. <sighs> yeah, I'll agree. That Detroit front seven is pretty good. Well, so plus, you, I mean, you have the you have the entire backfield to yourself. All the carries. Calvin's out, so right. he's probably going to catch a lot of passes versus a, a timeshare back who's not really very talented. Right. Uh, Against a top right. front seven, so yeah. Joyke Bell or Alfred Morris at the Cardinals. Alfred Morris doesn't catch passes. Joyke Bell. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. But that one's close for me. Right. Um, I'll take Bell. Uh, Joyke Bell or Doug Martin against the Ravens? Doug Martin sucks. I'll take Joyke Bell. I agree. Joyke Bell or Ver- Shane Vereen at Buffalo? Uh, Belichick is coaching Vereen. I'll take Bell. Uh, yep, that's my. I was just going to say, you know my Patriots running back uh, feelings on this show. So I will agree and say Bell. Uh, Joyke Bell or Lamar Miller versus the Packers? Um, uh, you know, I, I think I'm still taking Bell. I mean, I, I I don't mind Miller, though, this week as a start. You know what? It's close. But if, I don't know. I, I would take Lamar Miller there All right. for me personally. I mean, if, if Moreno plays and it sounds like he's going to get some usage, I would definitely take Bell. If if it sounds like Miller or Moreno's going to miss, then I might go towards Miller. Uh, Joyke Bell or Brandon Oliver at the Raiders? Uh, I kind of like Brandon Oliver, actually. I, I, I mean, I think he's actually a really talented player. And uh, I think he'll do well against Raiders. Raiders' defense is not that great. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you there. And then finally, Joyke Bell or Andre Williams at the Eagles? Um, I think you're going to take Andre Williams. I will cannot confirm or deny that yet. I'm still going to take Joyke Bell. I, you know, my concern with Andre Williams is that he's not a great pass-catching back. He might catch some passes a little bit here and there, but I, I, mean, I do think... Andre is very talented. I think he's going to get goal line. It's going to be a pretty high-scoring game, but I, I think I'll still take Joy. My concern is that Andre Williams may have a performance so amazing this week that it might blow your mind. So I am taking Andre All Williams. All right. Well, uh, and moving on, Angie in Dow City, Iowa. Hi, guys. Love the show. You're the only FF show that my boyfriend and I listen to. My team is also crushing this year thanks to you guys, so thanks for the advice. I have both A.J. Green and Mohamed Sanu. By the way, you're welcome. I have both A.J. Green and Mohamed Sanu on my team. Would you guys trust Sanu to put up double-digit PPR points this week against the Panthers with Marvin Jones and Tyler Eifert also out? That is Angie in Dow City, Iowa. I think the Panthers are going to focus on Sanu, but I think that because there's so few options to throw to that he's going to do well, and I think, yeah, he'll get at least a dozen points. How, how do you see that game playing out? Do you think it's a slobber knocker drag out? Do you think Carolina just waxes them and it's garbage time? That Carolina? That, yeah. Since Carolina waxes Cincy? Yeah, I'm asking you how you see it playing out. Well, I definitely don't think – I mean, it could be the other way around. Carolina's defense is not that good. I see. I don't, think, I don't think Cincinnati runs away with it because I think the game plan for Cincinnati is going to be like, let's just pound it, pound it, pound it. And I think that shortens the game and it, it decreases the variance and score there. And I think that Cincinnati – and if they win this game, it's not in a runaway. I mean, it, you're probably right. I think it could be a close game. I think Cincinnati does pull it out. I think the defense is, is embarrassed, was embarrassed against New England last week, so I think they're going to play really well. Um, so, I don't know. So, if I set the total at 10 points for Mohamed Sanu for PPR this week, you'd take, take the over? over for sure. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, dear Podcast Gods, really love this show. It's my fave out there, but more bulky and less Dave, please. I heard a dirty rumor that Dave bought a jersey this week that was not an Icon Ravens one. In the famous words of DeAndre Cole, what's up with that? <laughs> P.S. Balky, you want to watch SNL with me on Saturday? Should be a good one. TIA, that's from Eric in Appleton, Wisconsin. Dave. Ah, very funny. Yeah. That's actually, you know, I really do need to get a Steve Smith uh, Ravens jersey. Well, let's talk about the jersey you did get this week because I think that a lot of high stakes players out there are going to want to know, like, wow, Dave Gerzak bought a jersey. He never buys jerseys. Talk a little bit about who it is and why you bought it wow. and what it means for fantasy. <laughs> it means nothing at all for fantasy. Um, See, I disagree with that. I think it does. I, I don't know. I mean, I own. There's a certain running back that I drafted on all six of my dynasty teams. He's currently a backup, and he's playing. Um, you know, spot duty. It's a change of pace back. Yeah. For the Vikings, Jerk right. McKinnon. Jerk McKinnon. I bought a Jerk McKinnon jersey on NFLShop.com. I figure if I invested him in six leagues already, hell, I'm going to get his jersey. So right. I'll either use it to wash my car, in the, you know, next year or two, or I'll be wearing it around proudly and saying I was one of the first people to buy this. Future stud running backs jersey. And I'll tell you, you know, Dave is an accomplished high stakes player. He's he's won a contest, uh, a main event contest for just about a, a half decade ago. A six, but you won, and um, I, I, you know, I've known you to buy one jersey, two jerseys in the, as long as I've known you, and they were both Steve Smith jerseys. So this is a big deal. When when you buy a McKinnon jersey, you're right about Steve Smith. And remember, you were the one touting him when nobody else was. Uh, you went on the Road of His podcast and. And, of course, they had a much wider reach than we do. So then all of a sudden it began spitballing <laughs> on Twitter. and like then a wider then, social media reach. It, yeah, it became this huge thing like, oh, Dave Gersak's on Jared McKinnon. Maybe oh, we yeah, should start paying sure. attention to him. And then he started getting drafted. So I think that uh, this is a big deal. Well, we'll, see. I mean, we'll see if he does anything. I mean, 
I, again, I do think he's got the talent. I think he can really do well. But I mean, you know, he's still he's people are ragging on him about his pass blocking. I mean, he's played five NFL games. He used to be a quarterback at Georgia Southern. I mean, we just have to accept the fact that Asiata is a, is a lot better at that. That is a skill that McKinnon could get. The key to me for him becoming a stud future running back is, you know, getting just a little bit more size. I mean, he's super muscular, but learning those things and, and then the team realizing that this could be, a, you know, he needs to blow up a few more games this year. And then them saying, oh, maybe he's not a change of pace back. Right. You know, Jamal Charles was a change of pace back until he wasn't. You know, <laughs> Thomas Jones, you know, remember they were giving the ball, Thomas Jones, Thomas Jones, Thomas Jones, like the first five games. It's like, oh, you know, well, Charles, he's pretty good. You know, eventually they figured it out. Well, I would state the case that he was never a change of pace back. He just had coaches that, that subscribed. They used to, him as to, that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they subscribed to this antiquated, you know, oh, this guy looks like this, so he must be this type of player. You well, know, and Charles was a small guy. He's 199. He ran like an amazing 40, 4'3", something 40. Um, and McKinnon's bigger. McKinnon is the size of a Gio Bernard. So yeah. it's not like he can't be used in a role where he's – I don't have to say he's a feature back, like a you know a 230 pound, 25 carry a game or 25 carry a game guy, but he could be used like um, like Bernard, where he is the feature back, but yet has another guy that gets some carries. You got the Minnesota schedule right there. I want you to look at that and tell me when you think we see the changing of the guard from Asiata to McKinnon. <laughs> tell me, tell me where the McKinnon breakout well, game I mean, is. No, just seriously. Well, I mean, he already had a breakout game. He had 118 right, but, yards, but 15 then, carries. But then, what has he done since then? You know he what I mean? He had one game. Okay, so when's the next game coming? Because one game is a that's a happenstance. Two games is a trend. Well, I mean, he could have a good game this week against Detroit. I don't know, but I mean, I wouldn't start him. I would probably would start Asiata if I owned him. Right. So, I mean, if you had, want me to really pick, yeah, okay. I, re- I really want you to pick Tampa Bay. That's at Tampa. That's week eight. Sure. Is that no? I mean, seriously. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, it's week that, uh, week eight. Then week, week eight. nine, Washington. And then they go on by. And then they play Chicago, who sucks. Green Bay, who sucks. Carolina, who sucks. The Jets have a good rush defense. And then Detroit. So the Jets and Detroit have good rush defenses in weeks 14 and 15. Oh, well, if you're lucky enough to get enough, there. I think we enough McKinnon here. Uh, well, you know, listen, I, I don't want to – you bought his jersey. I want to give him his due time on this show. I didn't bring him up. Quick follow-up email from Eric in Appleton, Wisconsin, Dave. Uh, <laughs> is now the time to sell Keenan Allen in my dynasty league? I have a ton of super talented receivers, and Allen is only like the seventh best guy. I need RBs, <laughs> baby. I agree with everyone else. Balky, you're the man. That's Eric in Appleton, Wisconsin. No, Eric, I, Thanks for this email, Eric. I mean, well written. Uh, you know, clearly this guy's smart. Mm, uh, so I, you know, I just, we got a lot of special listeners There's out there. A lot there. of like, seventh best receivers on this guy's team. Well, he's clearly loaded at the position. <laughs> uh, Keenan Allen, dynasty. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, is this? I mean, do you wait for him to have like? Because he had that ten for one thirty-five or whatever it was a couple of weeks ago, and I probably should have sold him then. But I think now, if he has another big game, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll even take 80, 85 cents on the dollar. That's totally fine. Hey, Will, can give me a call? I will give you a call. Perfect. I'm interested. Uh, we just got a couple of minutes left in the show, Dave. And as long as we got time, I, there was a couple of items we didn't get to in Fantasy Flash. Um, no Sean Moreno, I think we touched on enough. Do you have anything else to say about that? He's listed as probable. No, not really. I think he might get a little bit of playing time. What well, the one thing I will say is, I this is not affecting my Lamar Miller decision. If I'm playing Miller this week, it's I, the fact that Moreno plays makes no difference to me. I'm still playing Miller, um, and I'm I'm again I'm sitting Moreno for a week, letting letting him see how he goes against a bad run defense, and then I'll you know work it out from there. Sounds good. Uh, final uh, item tonight, azcardinals.com reports that Cardinals coach Bruce Arians said Carson Palmer is throwing at about 80% and, quote, had some decent velocity, uh, velocity on his practice throws. Uh, sounds like uh, Palmer still could play. Um, Arians, another quote, honest to God, for the first time in 20 years, I really don't know who's starting. Oh, he'd love to hear that from your head coach. <laughs> funny. Um, are you, because you don't know, um, and I believe it is a late game, are you changing your feeling on Michael Floyd, Larry Fitzgerald, any of those guys, or are you just, if I was starting him with uh, Thomas, or if I was, you know, if I plan on starting with Thomas, I'm obviously going to start him with Palmer. Um, so, I mean, it's, it just comes down to how comfortable you feel starting Fitz and Floyd with Logan Thomas going to him. Yeah, that's a, that's a you know, it's kind of a tricky question, actually. I, you know, I benched Fitz in a couple of leagues this week, and, um, I, I think that, you know, if a guy's throwing at 80%, I mean, they really shouldn't be playing him. I have a feeling that Palmer will try and find a way to play, though. I think he is going to get out there. 
Yeah, I'd like to see it. I don't think it happens this week. This is I mean, my if when, you're at, when you're at Logan Thomas, you just gotta you gotta get out there, man. You do have to get out there. Nerve damage, be damned. And we gotta get out of here. Thanks to Russ Axelrod, Southwest Airlines, Papa John's FedEx, the FFPCR producer, mutual friend Rob, audio engineer Bryce. Most importantly, all you listeners, thanks for listening, guys. Sirius XM 21087, Tuesday morning at 1230 with Jeff Hans and I. Give a subscribers and the Fantasy Sports Network next week as well. Enjoy week. This has been another episode of the Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that is broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.